as we were looking at this service and as I looked at those two songs and saw the constant theme of God's faithfulness, the Lord just drew my heart right to First Thessalonians. And I hate that we're back in this kind of situation where uh, one day I'll get back to the book of Mark and I promise you I will, <laughs> it'll happen. But at the same time, the Lord seems to take my heart to different places and he just took me right to First Thessalonians 5. And so I wanted just to speak this to us, look at sanctification and restoration. Um, we look at what we just sang. Let's read it together. First Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will surely do it. He who calls you is faithful, and he will surely do it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for those comforting words. Thank you for those comforting words because we're reminded very constantly that we came out of the baptismal waters very unperfect. But he who has called us is faithful. And so we thank you for this process that we are in of sanctification. And as we learn this term, as we walk through this term today, we bear in mind verse 24, that he who has called us is faithful and he will surely do it. It's in your name we pray, amen. So let's first define our term, and I've given you uh, some room to write on your slip of paper here that you've got in front of you, so there'll be some fill in the blank, but also just filling in the blanks that are in front of you. Let, let's, let's define our term. One theologian put that sanctification is the ongoing process of being free from sin and becoming more like Christ in our lives. All right, so that would be a, a working definition for us this morning of this word sanctification. This nice big church word that we use often that we are in the process of sanctification. This word sanctification means that we are in an ongoing process of being free from sin and becoming more like Christ in our lives. So this is what happens when we come to faith in Jesus. He leads us into a process of sanctification, right? You would know as well as I do, you come up from those waters, you are not perfect. Amen. Not, hadn't happened yet, you're not perfect. You are in process of sanctification, meaning that you are more and more daily being freed of sin and more and more becoming like Christ in your actual life. Right, the closer we get in proximity to the Lord, the closer that we desire relationship with him, the more we want to undergo a process of sanctification that we want to clean up and become more like Christ. Let me just ask you a question, maybe to hone this into our hearts a little bit. Let's just say today that your hero was coming to your house for dinner on Friday night. Now, everybody in here has different heroes, some sports heroes, some movie stars, some great people that you just love, politicians. If a hero of yours was coming to your house this Friday night, what would your process be like in preparation for Friday? You clean it up a little bit, right? Getting outside and you're gonna 
trim the, the shrubbery maybe, you're gonna pull the weeds, you're gonna have grass cut down to a good, uh, good, good size, you're gonna make sure the inside of the house is cleaned up. And it's not the, we're having guests over, throw everything in the dryer kind of clean, it's let's clean this thing up, right? Everything's not going into the oven tonight, we're actually gonna put things where they belong, right? And you do it too, you know it. We're all family here, right? We all just, depends on the guests, right? If we're just throwing it in the oven and the, and the dryer, or we're actually putting things where they properly go. So this is one of those putting things where they properly go type situations. We're cleaning up real good. We're, we're vacuuming the whole house. We're wiping down the baseboards. We're making sure that the house smells good. We're making sure everything is in order because we revere this guest coming into our house and we want them to have a good experience in honoring this person coming into our house. As we look at the process of sanctification, we're in some very small way preparing for what the Lord is doing in our life. We're cleaning up our hearts and our lives. We're becoming more into the image of what God has called us to with our lives. And so let's look at a few different places. Number one, on your outline, you see that the God of peace is at work. The first thing that I wanna zero in on this morning is to recognize and know that the God of peace is at work in you. You see, it says 1 Thessalonians. I got a little trigger happy with my uh, ones. It's actually 2 Thessalonians 3.16 there that now may the God of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all that the Lord himself is active in your sanctification. And how good is it that in your process of sanctification that scripture does not say that the God of vengeance is actively working in sanctification, right? That the God of anger is at work in you to bring you towards sanctification. That the God of judgment, the God of aggression is working his plan of sanctification in your heart. But instead he says, the God of peace. The God of peace is at work in you. The God of peace is at work in your heart, working out sanctification in your life to free you from sin and to grow you in Christ's likeness. Not a God who's angry with you, not a God who's frustrated and mad constantly, but a God who desires for you to have peace. The God of peace is actively at work in your life right now and I am I'm so thankful that that's the case second Thessalonians now may the God of peace may the God of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way that this is the this is the goal of our maturity is that we find peace in whatever situation we face and whatever we walk through that we can find a God who with us. The God of peace is active and at work amongst us and in us and through us to give us peace. Peace is not just the absence of conflict in our life. Peace is not just chasing after situations and circumstances in which we just don't have conflict or difficulty in our life because we know that we can run as far away as the east is from the west and we will still have conflict and struggle and strife and difficulty but know that the God of peace is at work in and through you to grow the spirit of peace in and through you. And it is God himself who sanctifies, who works in us. So maybe you're asking the question now, how does God then sanctify us? How does our God work through this process of sanctification in our life? And these are not on your outline. 
but you can fill him in accordingly. Number one, how does he work to sanctify us? Number one, through his word. The Lord primarily works through his word to sanctify us. John 17, 17, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, he prays for them, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. And if you're working on your own personal sanctification process, he does it primarily through his word, through God's word. That's why as a pastor, I tell you often, read it, memorize it, meditate on it, soak on it, because God changes us primarily through his word. And if we neglect his word, if we put it on the shelf and just pick it up on Sunday morning, we are missing the way in which he actively sanctifies us as we read his word. So that's a critical part of our spiritual growth is reading and meditating his word because he actively sanctifies us as we read it. And so he sanctifies us through his word, but also through his will. The Lord sanctifies us as he brings us as a good shepherd, sometimes besides still waters, but as he leads us through difficult things in our life, he sanctifies us through the process of walking through life's challenges. Saying a moment ago that he doesn't use a painful circumstance or a difficulty, he doesn't recycle it for our good. And there are seasons that that is a hard, hard truth. That he utilizes the difficulties of what we face to grow us and to sanctify us and to refine us more and more into his image. So he sanctifies us through his word, through his will, and also through his people. And the, the church is a place in which we find sanctification as God's people speak his word through and in us. That's why we encourage you to be involved in a Bible fellowship class, to grow together, to learn together, to be in accountability with one another so God's people are speaking life into you. And this is all well and good that he sanctifies us through his word, through his will, and to his people, but he does it with our open hearts please mark that down as it is an incredible, important part of our sanctification process as the Lord does it and it involves our participation in our sanctification. Well, this past week, I had a really breakthrough moment in my life. Um, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I woke up and um, my, my back just hurting deeply. Um, for about three or four days, my back was in a great deal of pain, taking Advil several times a day. My back just hurt terribly. And I come to find out I, I slept wrong. And apparently this is what it's like as you get older. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, I didn't play sports, I didn't work out. I just, I slept wrong. And I took Advil for days because my back was in such pain. Going down my leg, it was terrible. Yeah. You got some amens there, right? And it has been a thought this week to say, Mark, this is rough. Like, I've got to get on it a little bit. I've got, I can't let this happen. He used to be a very active young man doing stuff, going and working out and stuff. And I looked around, as, as dumb as a thought as that was, and the Lord struck me with a little cord of conviction that I have every necessary tool at my disposal in my healthy habits and plans. I have this Apple Watch that reminds me constantly how unhealthy I am. I have a subscription to work out here on my TV that I can go and do Apple Fitness and I can have people yell at me and tell me to work out harder. Pay for it every month. I have a gym membership to the Y. It has not been actively engaged recently. I have new shoes. Been to the doctor, got my cholesterol. Every 
conceivable thing and system is in place for my health other than my participation. It's a big part of it. I have the Apple Watch. I have the subscription service. I have the Y membership. I have a little water bottle that tells me how much water I need to drink at certain times in the day. But there's a problem in that I am not participating in my own healthy structures. You can have all the right structures. You can have all the things in place. But if you are not going to actively participate in your own spiritual wellness, we're just stuck. And so the Lord desires to sanctify us, to grow us in Christ's likeness, to remove sin from our lives and to grow us in Christ's likeness. And for those of us in church and been around, grown up in church, all the structures are right there in front of us. But at times our participation is the last thing missing where we open our word and say, Lord, would you refine me clean today? Or would you, would you show me and shape me more into your image? Lord, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm willing. Lord, show me, refine me, Lord. Sometimes we've got everything that we need other than our participation in the process. So how does he sanctify us? He sanctifies us through his word, through his will, and through his people, but with our open hearts, with our active participation. So as we move further down the list, you see at the bottom there also sanctification encompasses everything. Sanctification encompasses everything. You see in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, the text today, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And now may your whole spirit, body, and self be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Sanctification encompasses everything. That God's desire is to sanctify us completely in all ways, through and through, heart, soul, and mind, everything, completely sanctified. The same way we're dunked beneath the water and we're raised to walk in newness of life that every part of the water touches us and the reminder of his grace covering us completely. At this point, we may say something along the lines of, Mark, I have trusted in Jesus. I have given Jesus my life. Maybe you'd say, Mark, I've been baptized. I said the prayer. I did the thing and I'm good till the Lord calls me home. I checked the box. I'm going to heaven one day because I've done the thing where I asked Jesus into my heart. There's no need for sanctification because I'm already saved, right? I got, a, got my get out of hell free card. I'm good to go, right? Just said the prayer, been baptized. I can show you my date, show you my baptism certificate. I'm good to go. So I don't need sanctification because I'm in the end going to be glorified and I'm never going to be perfect anyway. So what's the use in trying? But all throughout scripture, you see the Lord call you to walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Sanctify yourself. Be kept blameless. Grow in Christ's likeness. Grow in the Lord. Remove sin and you'll find peace in your life. Grow in the Lord and you find peace that surpasses all understanding. So let me give you a few places in which I would ask you to just examine yourself. Let me ask this question. Has your sanctification changed these parts of your life? Has your salvation, how's the knowledge of Jesus changed these core areas of your life? And so this is a litmus test for you to walk through. You can put these down on your sheet and just ask yourself these questions. Has your sanctification changed your priorities? Have your priorities shifted as you've grown in your faith and as your trust in Jesus? As he has removed sin in your life and as he has grown you in Christ-likeness, have your priorities shifted at all? Are they precisely the same as they were five years, 10 years, 20 years ago? 
Have your priorities shifted? Has your sanctification changed your reactions? Are you still reacting to people the same way that you did 10, 15, 20 years ago? Has your sanctification process changed your reaction, how you respond to circumstances and people and situation in your life? Has your sanctification process changed how you respond to whatever life throws at you? Has your sanctification changed your budget? Has it changed where you spend your dollars and what your priorities are in your budget line items? Are you still spending money the same way that you did 5, 10, 20 years ago? Has your sanctification changed your talents? How you deploy your gifts for the Lord? And lastly, has your sanctification changed your fruit? As you look at the fruit of the Spirit, are you a more loving person than you were 5, 10 years ago? Are you a more patient and kind person now than you were 10, 15 years ago? Are you more self-controlled? Are you growing in your fruit of the Spirit? And that may be one of the easiest places you can tell is the process of sanctification working in my life because I'm seeing the fruit of the Spirit grow in me. I'm seeing myself become a more self-controlled, diligent, patient person, a more loving and kind person. And if you would go down that list and say, Mark, I am, I'm not more patient. I'm less self-controlled. I'm less kind. I'm less loving than I've ever been. I'm less at peace than I've ever been in my life. I have little to no joy in my life. It's possible that you're not off the process of sanctification, but you need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, would you continue to refine me, shape me, plug me into your spirit so that I can grow. On the back of your outline, you see one of our last points here this morning is the simple phrase, he will surely do it. When you look at this, I know sometimes we get frustrated and downcast at our growth is not at times as much as we would want or we're frustrated in the sanctification and restoration process in our souls. But let me just give you again and again, he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. Philippians 1.6 tells you this, I am confident. Paul says, I am sure of this. I have surety that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He who began that good work in your heart and in your life, he will bring it to completion. You see Paul's confidence? I'm confident of this. He will bring it to completion. That he who has called you is faithful. He's faithful to lead you through sanctification. He's, He's faithful to lead you and strengthen your weary souls. He's faithful to love us when we're off the path. He's faithful to give us what we need and deny us what we do not need. He will surely do it. As you look at to the bottom, let me just give you this last and final word. That his past faithfulness inspires our daily faith. And as we look at sanctification, can I just give you this final word? And I've said it many times and in many ways. But God is not done with you yet. He's not done. And don't think of it in terms of he's not done with the church yet. I'm talking about you. He's not done with you yet. You're still a work in progress. And on those days when you feel downcast and dejected because sin is still prevalent in your life and you feel like, Lord, this will never work, know that he is not yet done with you yet.
he is still at work in you. He is still at work removing sin. Not just removing sin, but letting you be free from sin and growing you in Christ's likeness. Oh, friends, he's not done with you yet. And he who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in you will surely bring it to completion. He who calls you is faithful. And he's gonna do it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you on those days that we just don't know. That we take confidence in your plan and your purpose that he who has called is faithful. He who desires to sanctify us completely, you are faithful. When we are fickle and off the path, you stay faithful. When we wander and we, we chart our own pathway, Lord, you bring us back. Your goodness runs after us. You chase after us. And like a good shepherd, you put us on your shoulders and lead us beside those peace-filled waters. Thank you that when we can't, you can. Thank you, Lord, that all of us in this room, you are still at work. And we look forward to five, 10 years down the road. We look forward to next month. We look forward to tomorrow when we will be more and more free from sin and more and more a picture of you. Lord, we love you and we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.